Join me, 48 Hours Correspondent Erin Moriarty, on my podcast, My Life of Crime, as I take on true crime investigations like no other. This season, I'm looking into the labyrinth of crime and secrets within families. I'm cutting straight to the evidence and talking to the people directly involved, including investigators and the families of victims. Listen to My Life of Crime with Aaron Moriarty wherever you get your podcasts. Inspired by the life of the savvy and ambitious Colombian businesswoman Griselda Blanco comes a new Netflix original limited series. Griselda tells the story of a devoted mother who, with her lethal blend of charm and relentless savagery, creates one of the most powerful cartels in history. Witness Sofia Vergara's captivating transformation into the godmother of the underworld. Griselda, now streaming only on Netflix. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I watch a lot of wrestling. I don't know why, but in the last few years, wrestling has really appealed to me. I think it was January 2020 that I started to get back into it. I watched the Royal Rumble and I started going back into like the history of the last 15 years of what has been happening in the wrestling industry. And it just became something that enamored me again. And I realized that one of the main reasons over these years that uh, my wife is also into it now too one of the reasons that it's really stuck out to me is because it displays two main important components of personal growth, which is avatars and archetypes. Avatars being something where we project an outside idea or being onto ourselves, which is usually like the formulation of, of gods, demigods in particular, you know, like the Greek gods or the Egyptian gods or in the case of wrestling, they're kind of demigods. They're all avatars. And we've got superheroes that also play that role of picking someone you want to be like, or something that you kind of resonate with, an energy that you resonate with, and you emulate, emulate that energy, right? If you ever watch wrestling and you see a uh, you see a wrestler have some sort of movement or a uh, stage presence. You know, they have something that they do every time when they walk on stage or walk out to the ring. And then you look at the kids in the crowd and they're emulating it. That emulation is the avatar energy that I'm talking about. So when you're younger and developing yourself as a person, you might take on certain avatars. Like you might relate to a certain Greek God and may want to start emulating that avatar. And there's usually some connection to the internal, right? There's something about the internal that resonates with that. Like, I like that person. You don't really know why, but you like that avatar, right? Some people are a Dionysus. Some people are are Zeus. Some people are an Apollo. And they just kind of relate to that energy and they take on that energy. Some of it is like, I want to be that, right? It might not necessarily be a one-to-one congruence, but it might be that I like that energy. I want that energy. 
So it may sometimes be the opposite, right? It might be a longing, but there's some relationship to an actual energy that you embody, right? And then archetypes are the inward exploration, right? And, and getting to know the various archetypes that live within us. There's the trickster, there's the critical parent, there is the, uh, the demon or daemon, there's the hero, uh, if you're going by, you know, sort of uh, some of the Jungian archetypes. And uh, there are various archetype systems out there, but I think it's all about getting to know who we are outside of things like achievement or preferences or sexuality or anything like that, but just more of our internal essence, right? So I, I relate to the trickster very much. Uh, sometimes there's the eternal child, which can sometimes have correlations with the Enneagram. Knowing our Enneagram type can sometimes help us get into tune what maybe our dominant archetype is. But there are multiple archetypes that live within us. And uh, in John Beebe's eight function model for the for Myers-Briggs, there are, uh, he, he basically says that each archetype within us captures the placement of a different function. So the hero function is the dominant function and that hero archetype within us utilizes that function the most. And then our eighth function is typically the demon energy or, or something that undermines us. And that's what the demon within us tends to grab on to undermine us or the angel, you know, something that will benefit us in some great way. And so these the varying energies are really interesting. And I think I just wanted to highlight the difference between avatars and archetypes. And it's really avatars are kind of the external avatars sort of fit the sometimes uh, things like astrology where you're a certain sun sign. And that is, that is a relationship to the outside world. Um, sometimes people treat personality type systems as avatars. The, the cube people, the 16 personalities cube people are kind of avatars where people relate to the different looks of those various caricatures and maybe even pick their personality type based on that, you know, that whether that's accurate or not is, you know, it, it's, it remains to be seen until someone goes through later development and has a better, uh, a, a better ability to self-assess. But at earlier stages, avatars are the best way to self-assess, you know, by just simply seeing athletes or performers or Greek gods or stories or archetypes that exist within stories and create an avatar of that onto yourself and see how that fits. Right. And then archetypes again, later in life are about figuring out your internal energy and how that resonates with you. And then exploring some of these other archetypes because it's not just the one and how do they talk to each other? What is their relationship to each other? What do they think about each other? And that gets into much more complex internal narratives and ecosystems. But for the most part, I think avatars is something that we spend a lot of our lives embodying. And I think that's totally okay. And, um, you know, let people have that. So, you know, if you figure out, you know, who your favorite wrestler is, right, that might be a sign of an avatar that you're taking on. Uh, maybe a favorite video game character or something like that. What does that character represent to you? And, uh, you know, generationally, I think there's some stuff there too, where uh, a lot of us millennials grew up, 
playing a lot of video games where there was a lot of heroes uh, and we very much embody the hero archetype for better or worse, uh, which comes with a lot of anxiety that there are villains on the other side, every single, in every single direction. <laughs> um, you know, so uh, I didn't really know where I wanted to land with this. I just wanted to point out that difference. And I'm curious to see if there's something that sticks out to you or are, are you embodying a certain avatar these days or are you playing with archetypes? What does that look like for you? So just wanted to share this idea. Uh, if you're interested in courses for INTPs, you can go to happychemicals.org or just subscribe to this podcast and uh, there will be more when there is more. So I appreciate you. Thank you for listening and uh, I'll catch you next time on happy chemicals. See ya. Mm-hmm.